fuck Christopher Columbus. Bobby Blue what? Bobby Blue Bland. He's actually, I probably said it wrong, but he's actually a famous uh, blues singer in Mississippi. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll sing you some of his music. I'll play right. some at the end. All right. Well, I'm Blind Dog Eli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we got another barn burn we're coming. So, yeah, this uh, 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 different episode we're going to do this time. We're going to switch up some things because we have some technical difficulties. One thing we're recording a day later but we're also going to switch up a little bit and we'll talk about how we're going to do that later on. First thing, Eli, how was your weekend? Uh, it wasn't It wasn't bad. It was pretty cool, actually. Okay, cool. Uh, in Mississippi, everybody had a homecoming game this weekend, so everybody was traveling and going around because, you know, it was like a three-day weekend for a lot of people. I went down to homecoming, got to meet a lot of people I haven't seen in a while. And, of course, you know, we're, even though recording is today, but yesterday – technically was the day that we no longer talk about in american history which we used to the day formerly known as columbus day oh yeah yeah. yeah. but That's now right. it has been reappropriated okay yeah yeah so now we're calling it well what is it eli national indigenous day indigenous people's day indigenous people day so did you did you do anything did you barbecue did you i don't know i went i went uh there was a parade uh in saint paul um okay and i went and checked that out that when the, the parade ended at Mounds Park in St. Paul here, which overlooks downtown St. Paul. And it's also the burial site from like an ancient burial site for natives. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, they have a ceremony every year there. And I went and checked that out and watched. Uh, yeah, there was a celebration, you know. OK, cool. so we actually starting to reappropriate this, you know, holiday and something, which I'm fine with, you know, uh, no big deal with that. We always a meme. I always love how we always say the only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace. You know, talk about the Notorious <laughs> B.I.G. Yeah. But we're not allowed to do that either, Eli, because apparently the Notorious G.I.G. Uh, before he died was, you know, uh, accused of domestic violence. So we're canceling him also 20 years later that he did. So yeah, he's dead, too. Yeah. So we're canceling him now. OK, so, so we can't we can't listen to his music. Anymore? We can't listen to music, but we can no longer acknowledge him either. Yeah. Well, if. <laughs> Well, if they ever heard the song "Give Me the Loot," <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, the guy talks about shooting people, selling crack, but domestic violence—that's where we draw the line. Like, really? you know what's funny about that song? What's that? Is if you listen to "Give Me the Loot," mm -hmm. like they don't—they'll—they don't censor any of the swear words, the N word, none of that shit. But they censor "pregnant." Like when he shoots, I do the, remember the, he said, "Yeah." The, they censor that he shot a pregnant woman. <laughs> <laughs> now that's just going too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's too far. So, oh yeah, Eli. Another thing, like I said, this weekend took a lot out of me. That's why I had to wait a day to, you know, record. But I've also 
feel kind of sad because I've been binge watching a TV show that nobody's heard of. Well, oh, yeah? everybody's heard of, but nobody's watched it. Oh yeah, what's that? I was binging Brooklyn Nine Nine. I, I watched that show. You watch? Nobody I, watches Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Anytime you tell somebody about Brooklyn Nine, they always say, "Oh yeah, I heard it was funny." But <laughs> it is funny. nobody's <laughs> ever seen it. <laughs> I watched the shit. So I just like fuck it. I'm gonna just sit there and just watch Brooklyn Nine. I think it's like six seasons, something like that. Watched the whole yeah. thing over the weekend, yeah. and now like the this I made it to the last episode. I was like, oh man, nothing left. Yeah, well, the new season should be starting up soon here. Well, I think it's coming like in January or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so people, please watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. Stop going by here. Since I heard it was good, stop going by there. Go watch it. Well, what's funny is it got canceled. Like, right. It was it, on. Oh, it was on Fox. At it first. was on Fox, and uh-huh. then it got canceled. Now it's on NBC. Yeah. So. Even though I think NBC was like always producing it, but they didn't have a, a slot to put it on their time zone, so they yeah. stuck it on Fox or some yeah. somehow they worked it out. Which is sad because they took like a year or two off because it did get canceled, mm-hmm. and so they took like a year off or whatever. And then not all the, now all not all the characters are back. So yeah, which I is noticed sad. that on the last season it was weird yeah. because it was like people were showing up, and I, I went I wasn't even halfway paying attention because you know when you binge watch the stuff it's just all at one time. So a person mm-hmm. would show up like in the fifth episode, and everybody's freaking like, "Oh, I haven't seen you in like two years!" Like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> But I just saw you like five episodes ago, you know. Yeah, that shit's great. Oh, die right. Hard. He's a big Die Hard fan. He's a big Die Hard fan. He <laughs> loves all five of them. Like, nah, man. And plus Andy, Andy Samberg, Adam Samberg, whatever his name is, that dude has always been funny anyway. I mean, Dick in the Box, that's, that's classic. Yeah. Hot Rod. I love Hot Rod, the movie Hot, Hot Rod. Hot Rod, yeah. With either Amy, Isla, Isla Fisher, whatever name, Isla Fisher, whatever you call it. The Little Redhead? That one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That being said, can we move on to the actual part of the podcast? Sure. All right, let's jump into this bad boy. We're going to talk about the movies. Uh, I guess we both saw movies. I saw a movie. You saw a movie. We're going to talk about that. But for right now, Eli, give it to me. What is the number one movie of the week? It's got to be The Joker. It is. Love that Joker. <laughs> He's back again. So he had one of the lowest drop-offs of any movie this year with only 41%, which means that Joker grossed $55 million this this week alone. So, yeah. And he did like a hundred million last week, so it is already in two weeks. It is already the highest grossing movie Warner Brothers has this year. <laughs> Just which is weird. Like, so people are going back and seeing it again. Yeah, people are going back and seeing it again. It's like word of mouth and making people go out to see it because usually movies don't do fifty five, especially around this time of year. Movies don't do fifty five million in their second week. That just doesn't happen. Plus, it's doing pretty good overseas. However, it is banned in China. I have a friend in China right now who is a huge Batman Joker fan, and he's pissed right now because he can't see the movie. Oh damn! Yeah. Why the hell? Is it, why they? What do they ban it for? Well, you know they pretty pretty much don't play R-rated movies over there. Like R-rated movies, they don't play them over there. That's why oh, Deadpool went and you know chopped their movie up so they can get it get it over there. <laughs> yeah. That's why all the protests are going on. That's why the protests are going on. Like, Honestly, I didn't really freedom. know what that. Yeah. Even though I know it's affecting us right now. I know it's exactly like it is in the, in the Star Wars prequel, you know, with Palpatine and the trade wars, and basically yeah. saying we're in another Cold War. Is that what? Yeah, is that what... yeah, yeah. So, well, I remember, young, that, I remember like time. years ago, they were predicting a China Russia threat. Like years, like they said, oh, 10, 20 years from now, we're gonna be war with China or Russia, and that was like ten years ago. Right, <laughs> and we were headed that way already. So, 
So yeah, and it's already a cold war. I'm saying it's all—it's gonna get to a point where it's gonna start affecting the price of the things we buy because everything we get is from China. Yeah. So, but like I said, I haven't been doing enough research on this. I'm—I'm I'm not informed enough to talk about this stuff, so I'm not gonna. I go feel down like we've had this conversation before. We <laughs> did. I think we did, and we didn't know anything about what we were talking about then either. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't stop us. <laughs> Oh well. Uh, number two, we had the Adams Family, 2019. They made a, a cartoon. I want to see that. I actually want to see that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It can't top that. Uh, Raul Julia, you know. Oh yeah. Christina Adam, Ricci. Yeah, Adams Family Values is the shit. <laughs> I, I love both of those movies. You know, <laughs> especially when she told that little white girl, "I'll be the victim," and Wizard yeah. said, "All your life." <laughs> yeah, the camp, camp Chippewa, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, and number three, Gemini Man. Oh, uh, should I get my review now or should I come back to that? It's up to you, man. Mm, I'll go now. It's not much to talk about. Okay, so like one of the band topics we have on this entire podcast, we're going to pull it out the Pandora's box and then put it back in, uh, is Will Smith. Can okay. we call him Sweet Dick Willie? Uh, no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like I said, it is a movie, Gemini Man. You, If you've seen the trailer, you know the plot of the movie. The movie is paint by numbers, plot, you know exactly what's going to happen. Will's, okay, Eli, remember the movie Looper? Yeah. It's that. Okay. Oh, but instead of he going back in time to kill himself, it's a clone coming to kill himself. So it's cool. You know, you got the, the special effects of young Will Smith fighting regular old Will Smith. And you got two times the Willie. Will versus Will, you know, and he, he's, he's actually his name is in the poster twice, you know. <laughs> Will Smith. It's like to really sell you the feature on it, you know, and like the younger version of him, even though he had like gets oh, a lot shit. of screen time. It's, and, the, it's it's the Willennium all over again. Yep, that's we want it. <laughs> Will two K. <2K. laughs> Shit. So yeah, but like the younger version of him, like it's like character development and screen time and stuff like that. So like they really try to flesh him out as a character. Oh, uh, but. Yeah, and like I said, the movie Paint by Numbers, Will Smith is an assassin, great assassin of the old world, but he's in his 50s now. He's getting ready to retire, but he found out some shit he don't know, but what he don't know 20 years ago, they took a sample of his DNA, cloned him without his knowledge, and that is sending his clone to come kill him, you know, to replace him, to make it his rite of passage, so he could be the new him, you know. Was it his sperm? <laughs> they didn't say, they just said blood. They just said they took a blood okay. sample from him, you know. Okay. So he didn't even know he had a clone or whatever like that. So anyway, that's the whole point. That's the plot. You know where it's going to go. What is the movie about? The plot is inconsequential in pretty much any action movie you see nowadays. Yeah, that how was the matter. action? How was the action? How was the action? That's all that matters. Because you, a lot of these reviewers and critics, the plot is so generic and formulaic. Who gives a fuck, man? How does was the action? Kick, does he kick cool ass? There is one cool action scene where he's chasing himself through, I don't know, Calcutta, Brazil, one of those island places. I can't remember. I forgot. But, like, they're fighting each other, and, you know, the boys, the, well, not the boy, but young Will has a bike, you know, chase after him. That fight was pretty damn cool. Not even going to lie. I, that, I, I'd almost say that was worth the price of admission alone. The other fight scenes, eh, sort of kind of cool. Passable. You know. Uh, Will Smith is no, still no, Will no Smith. No John Wick. Not, it's not John Wick level. It's not like, oh my god, this is mind blowing. It's not like that. But it was. It had one action scene that was like really, really cool, and the rest were passable, and it, it was fine. You know, easy breezy. That's what you expect. Will Smith. Will Smith's his way through the mo movie times two. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, he pulls double the weight in this movie. Uh, was that Mary Mary Elizabeth Winstead? She's in the movie. Oh, Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Wong from um from Doctor Strange shows up. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's just there just to um fly them around and shit like that. That's about it. That's why I, I think he's just I, being Wong. Just being Wong. That's it. He's just a chauffeur. That's just all. Just a servant. He's the cook. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, but I think I think maybe China has something to do with getting this movie financed like that because, like I said, Wong was in this movie. The movie was directed by Ang Lee. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know of uh, Hulk fame, <laughs> Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh yeah, yeah, that movie too. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that movie, The Ice Storm? I remember that too. Uh, yeah, it was what, like made... some kind of drama or something. Yeah, Tobey Maguire, um, and there were mad references to the Fantastic Four. If you remember that. What, in Ice Storm? Yeah, because he's reading Fantastic Four comics. Yeah, oh, it's I, been a I while. I sort of can't remember that movie, but yeah. not really. And yeah. he's and talking about the family dynamic. Yeah, he makes parallels to what's going on in the family drama of the movie, and he mm-hmm. makes parallels to like what's happening in the Fantastic Four, like their family dynamic. That's wow. the thing I remember most about that movie. Okay. And uh, he also did Life of Pi. I didn't so. see that. Is yeah. that the one with the tiger? Yeah, that's the one with the Tiger. I think he won an Oscar for that or something. I did not see that. Yeah. And of course, so, broke back Mountain, yo. He did it? This guy is all like all over the place. And the Hulk. He made the fucking Hulk movie. He made the Hulk. We're, we're going to debate the Hulk to the end of days because <laughs> I didn't think the movie sucked that bad. <laughs> that, my thing is, there was some... The movie inter- sucked, but not that bad. Not that bad. <laughs> there were some interesting points he was making in the movie. You know, making like, is the Hulk the real version or is he like the Hulk? Uh, the husk of, you know, it, it was some interesting things he was saying in there. So I, I didn't hate the movie. Yeah, the credits were cool. <laughs> like, that was the best part of the movie when the credits rolled. <laughs> so I didn't hate the movie. Oh, it was another interesting thing about this movie that actually kind of caught me off guard. So the movie was actually shot in 8K, 120 frames per second. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Did your theater? Have ha, had the capacity to present it that way? Oh no, there's no United States theater that has the capacity to play that. Like none, zip zero. I think Peter Jackson did that for one of the Hollywood movies, and none of the theaters here. It didn't matter because none of the theaters were equipped. Well, he <laughs> did it at 60 frames per second. Okay. So they did this at 120 frames per second. Let me get movie nerd on you guys for a second. So all movies are shot at 24 frames per second. That's just how they are. That's the standard. So being shot at 120 frames a second, Eli, I can take, I can see the difference. But here's how I saw different. Okay, you know how you watch a soap opera? Yeah, it's like and you see how the frame rate moves in a soap opera. That's how it yeah, looks. Video and shit. Yeah. yeah, that's how it looks. It's like looking out and, a window. Like like somebody shot on an iPhone. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's no motion blur. There's no motion blur with all that. Yeah. It's just going, and, and and it takes a while to get used to it. Actually, I kind of got used to it for a second. Like I said, I saw it in 3D. I, I, I saw it. Oh, you saw it in 3D. Huh? I saw it in 3D also. Not IMAX or anything like that, you know, even though I'm, rumors are we're supposed to be getting one after the fact, you oh, know. Oh, no shit. Yeah, but like I said, we got the, uh, I could see the difference. I could see the difference. I could see the movie. The motion was really going. It had this soap opera, iPhone film, on location, you know, shot to it. But mm-hmm. after a while, I kind of got used to it. And I think actually it made the action stand out a little bit more because there was no motion blur to it for yeah. me. You know, like I said, I know for some people watch this movie, that's going to make or break them right there. Like either whether they get into the 120 frames, the frame rate, or they don't. If you're into it, you'll enjoy the movie. If you're not, you're just going to say, uh-uh, I can't, I can't fool with this movie. So I, I got into it. I thought it was pretty cool. I could see the difference between 120 frames per second. Like I said, I played first-person shooters all day long in video games for a second. Like I know the difference between 
30 frames per second and 20 frames per second. So when you give me 120 frames per second, I'm going to notice the difference. So I don't know if anybody else could, but I did. Overall, I give the movie, I'm, I'm going to give the movie a, a solid four. I'll give it a four. I was entertained at the time when I saw it. Will I sit again? No, do not care twice about it. Plus, I've been hearing that, that like the script of this movie, they've been shopping this around since the '90s, but the technology wasn't there yet. Because they already made Face Off. You say what? (laughs) They already made Face Off. Yeah, they already made Face Off. But you know, it's pretty much the same plot as Face Off. Like you fight this guy, fight that guy, and Looper. You know, the technology wasn't there yet to try to make Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt Levitt to be the younger version of Bruce Willis. And you're looking, and you're like, well, maybe if I squint my eye, he looks like Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah. You know, but he wasn't really there. But this one, like, no, little Willie, I mean, young Willie, it looks like young Willie. Like, he even has a high top, like, Fresh Prince on the TV show. <laughs> like, they don't wear high tops anymore. We don't, we stopped wearing that shit, you know. But, you know, they, they wanted to drive, the, drive it home that this is young Will versus big Will and, you know. And after, I guess they, they had to wait for Marvel to invent their technology before they could use it. You know. Did he have the Africa symbol like shaved into his head? No, like, he didn't. You know, Will never had that. <laughs> <laughs> that was like every other rapper around the time. <laughs> like who was that? Uh, damn, the clan something. Was it the fucking uh, house party? What do they call again? Oh, uh, full play. Force. Yeah, kid, kid and play. play. Yeah, one kid and play. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, like I said, what if I cool movie? Go see it. The critics are trashing this movie right now, but I didn't think it was that bad. But it's me. Uh, let me keep going. Uh, we got number four, Adominable. Not the cool Wendigo movie that I thought it was. Eli crushed my spirits on that. Uh, <laughs> number five, Down- Downton Abbey. has dropped all the way down. Number six, Hustlers. Number seven, Judy. Whatever the fuck that is. Number eight. It's Judy Garland. Oh, yeah. You-, you told me that like the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting. And uh, number eight, It. Chapter two, I keep okay. saying, I keep wanting to say IT, like the IT department. <laughs> IT crowd. Uh, and number nine, Jexy, that killer Alexa movie. I don't know. I, I don't care. Oh, that's the comedy. It's like, yeah, it's. I think it's a comedy where he's in, falls in love with the Alexa thing device or whatever. Yeah, and then Alexa tries to kill him or just fucks up his Gets life. Gets jealous or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, some shit like that. It it debuted at number nine, so. <laughs> comedy in sh- movies is alive <laughs> uh number woke 10 culture kill, kill the woke culture kill comedy <laughs> yeah and number 10 at astra which is still down there so yeah we got some movies uh in there and uh, eli i'm gonna give you a chance because like i said you saw a movie and i want you to get a chance oh, to talk about what okay. you saw yeah well i just saw there was the it was the 40th anniversary of the original alien okay and they had a screening at the theater here, and I went and checked it out. I was like, fuck yeah, it's the original Alien. I get to see it on big screen. And it was cool. I mean, I already loved the movie. I'm a big Alien fan. One of the coolest franchise ever. One of the, you know, one of the movies that fucked me up for life. You know, the chestburster scene. Mm-hmm. I saw that when I was like seven, eight years old. And it, you know, probably too young to see that because I, you know, I was like scared to eat after seeing that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got a tummy ache. Oh, shit. Is an alien going to pop out of my stomach? You know, that <laughs> fucked me up as a kid. But no, I love the alien franchises. I read the comics, the games, all that toys, all that shit. And it was a chance to see the original on the big screen, and it was cool. One thing I noticed about seeing it in the theater mm-hmm. is the sound, the okay. audio. Hearing that movie on those big movie theater speakers, it just 
made the movie so much better. Like I never heard it that way before. You know, I was seeing it in a whole new light, you know what I'm saying? Or a whole new sound, hearing it, you know, all the sounds, all, you know, the, the beeping noises, the audio of that, the sound mix for that movie is great. And just seeing it in the theater, I was like, it blew, it blew me away again, you know? So yeah, Alien. Uh, give it a, gonna give it a rating? No, it's five out of five. It's Alien. Okay. <laughs> 6.5, 7 out of 5. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's cool. We got a chance to see. Now we actually talk about, I guess, uh, some, let's talk about some TV shows for a second. Like I said, now we're in October, and this is where the, the fall season of TV shows come back in. Like I said, I just watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine trying to kill the summer, but now new shows are coming in. And uh, I guess the one we could talk about that's been the most hyped, I guess, is Batwoman. Like yeah, I, had, I haven't had a chance to see this yet. You ain't had a chance to see it. I saw it last night. I had planned we we had planned to record it last night, but since we didn't, I went ahead and watched the second episode of it also to kind of get a feel of what Batwoman is saying. Now, just to let you know, Eli, I'm on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Like I said, it's got a 69 score of Rotten Tomatoes, which is cool. But of course, the audience score is twelve percent. Oh wow, really? Yeah. So you know what that means? Anger fanboys are going there and just just blasting the movie just for no reason whatsoever. You know. Woke Batwoman, Batwomen, you know, they just, they angry over the, the, uh, the comic, comic skaters are having a hissy fit and shit. Yeah, basically. Oh, YouTubers are, are just having a field day with this. You know, the typical YouTubers, uh, Batwoman and just making all these, skits. Oh, yeah, all these, all these tough guys, you know, whining like the bitches they, they complain about. Right. <laughs> Like, really? You're going to talk about an hour of, of Batwoman? This show yeah. wasn't even that thought, long. Why are you bitching this long about the show? I thought you guys were tough guys. You sound like a bunch of bitches. Right. <laughs> like, a bunch of soft-ass doing... Twinkies, soft and creamy in the middle. The whole right. ride. I'm like, it's just, this is nothing that, like, this doesn't threaten you in any kind of Bat way. Batwoman? I thought there was a man in the White House. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's talk about the show. Okay, okay. so basically the show. Uh, this show is pretty simple. Batman's been gone for three years. Uh, Kate Kane is his cousin. She's been gone for like ten years, or some shit like that. I don't, I don't know. I was barely paying attention. Yeah, what's the con? So, so Batman's not is gone. He's gone. He's been gone for three years. Just up and left. Okay. Nobody knows why. Nobody's where. Nobody knows why. Went. He just said, "Fuck it, I'm out." You know. Bane didn't break his back or anything like that? Probably, but they, they haven't made no mention to any of his Rose Gallery or his sidekicks or anything. Nothing. Just like, just up and left. Just We don't know what happened. But the thing is, Kate, Kate Kane, she's been gone for like 10 years, 15 years, whatever. She, she's been gone longer than him. So her dad is like running like the security firm. Like you got the security firm called the Crows. He's basically taking the place of Batman, but he got like his own security team that does this, you know. Yeah, her dad is like, isn't her dad like somebody? Her dad's somebody. Yeah, somebody. Uh, but he's like part of some elite special force. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm going by like what I remember from Detective. Comics. Well, that's what I'm saying. From what I've been hearing, the show is actually pretty comic accurate. I haven't read Detective Comics or the Batwoman or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I'm hearing that the show is actually comic accurate. Like her dad is special forces, run a security team. Yeah, yeah. She comes back. Uh, they find some terrorist that has popped up out of nowhere named Alice, but Alice is really, or maybe Batwoman's, you know, uh, twin sister or some shit. You know, apparently they say this all from the comics, and that's what the show is right now. It's going through the motion. She teams up with Lucius, not not Lucius Fox, Luke Fox. You know, Batwing from, but he's not Batwing here. You know, he's okay. just some, some some nerdy dude. So so 
Okay, yeah. Yeah. So he's there. He's basically in control of the Batcave while Bruce is gone. He don't know when Bruce coming back. He don't know where Bruce went. Or maybe he does know and not saying. We don't know. But the point is, she breaks into the Batcave, steals the Bat suit, Bat weapons, and the Bat bike and shit like that, and goes fight crime. But nobody knows that it's a woman in the suit. They just think Batman is back. So they keep saying, oh, okay. Batman is back. You know. So that's the thing. Overall, what I think of the show, it's eh, sorry. Honestly, well, if it, if it how, didn't, yeah. how are the villains? I mean, that's what's going to make the show. I mean, like I said, it's just one villain. Yeah. It's just that Alice chick. No, I mean this. This, I mean, to me, this could be a chance for them to bring in the Penguin. Well, we saw the Penguin on Gotham, but we can see like the Joker and Catwoman and all this shit come back. Right. If they, if they, would, even though they did all this stuff in Gotham. Yeah, without Batman again. You know, mm-hmm. Well, he was a little kid, but it wasn't enough. But this is a chance. They could make this cool. This has the capacity to be, to be something cool. It could be. But is, honestly, will they, the, will they do that? <laughs> yeah, because honestly, Eli, at the point I am right now, if it didn't have like the bat branding to it, I, I wouldn't care about this show at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm basically like halfway paying attention to it, but every now and then they make, oh, bat something or... Luke Fox does show something where they show the Batcave and then I kind of perk up a little bit but other than yeah. that it's just her going through family drama with her dad and her may or may not be sister and her new stepsister and I'm like I yeah. don't care man because I mean okay okay, I, I haven't watched Titans yet but they've got Nightwing and Superboy was on like Connor Kent was on the last episode of Titans okay, and that's another yeah. thing like I'm watching Titans and I'm like even Titans isn't really that good but I'm like it's more exciting than this shit yeah, I was like, what? I mean, to make it like, if they made this sort of like a detective, like the Bat Family, brought members of the Bat, bring the Red Hood, bring fucking right, you know, Cassandra, get uh, is it Cassandra Kane? Orphan, yeah, Orphan, and and spoiler, and you know, get Tim Drake in. If they brought, or is Tim Drake on t- Titans? No, that's Dick Grayson on Titans, and Jason Todd on Titans. Okay. So who are they talking about? Ki- we didn't talk about that. Who are they talking about killing on, on Titans? Okay, okay. So I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, on not this episode of Titans, but the last episode of Titans, Deathstroke threw uh, Jason Todd out the window. So when that happened... <laughs> so it's Jason Todd again. It's Jason Todd again, yeah. <laughs> so DC put up a poll, a poll asking, voting, do you want to kill Jason Todd or not or anything like that? And I was like, oh, this is bullshit, man. <laughs> They've already decided whether or not they're going to kill Jason Todd or not. This isn't... Uh, <laughs> like, this is going to sway people one way or another. This is to get people's attention, that's all. You know? And people are like, oh, man, we need to kill Jason Todd so we can bring the Red Hood back. Like, do we really want the Red Hood? I don't want the Red Hood. Uh, can I can I give an unpopular opinion, Eli? Sure. I don't give a shit about the Red Hood. <laughs> I don't. Now I gave a shit about the Red Hood when he first came back. When he came back and he was like slightly, you know, off his rocker, killing everybody, trying to kill the Joker, antagonizing like, Batman, all the shit like, like that. Like in the Arkham game. Like in the Arkham game, when he just showed up for that one arc, and that was it. I was cool mm-hmm. with that. But when he kept reappearing over and over again, and he's basically like baby Deathstroke now in the comics, he's kind of like overstayed his welcome. I'm like, okay, guy, you can you can go away now. We don't need you. We don't need Red Hood and Outlaw. That's why I keep making fun of that fucking book, because I read the book. That book sucks. Yeah, I, I dropped it. Yeah, I was like... Well, they made him a good guy. You like, know? But he's not good. That's the thing. Yeah, he's, he's, he's unstayed. That was, yeah, that was the appeal. And Batman is still let this guy just run around. Just do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, and then Under the Red Hood is one of the best Batman movies. Yeah, I, it may be the best. 
you know, yeah. I, people like to put Mask of the Phantasm there. I mean, Red Hood might be better, you know. But like I said, yeah. that's that one arc. He's awesome in that arc. But past that arc, he's overstayed his welcome. It's just like that that villain that keeps popping up over and over and over again. You're like, okay, you diminish returns. You know, that's awesome as he was when you first showed up, you know. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Doomsday. Doomsday was awesome for one arc. Doomsday doesn't work as well when he keeps popping up over and over and over again. No, he's there for one purpose, kill Superman. So with the Red Hood, it's just like he doesn't really need to be here. He doesn't really need to keep popping up and over and over again because they. I, f- I feel like DC doesn't really know what to do with that character or that character didn't even have any more use anyway. I get rid of him. So I don't want the Red Hood to show up, especially if the reason he's dead, not because of Batman, because of something Dick Grayson did. Like he wasn't like uh, Batman just gave him the Dick Grayson. He was like, get J-. OK, did I tell you? OK, here's the thing in Titans. Batman fired Jason Ty for looking at porn on the Batcave. On the Bat computer. <laughs> Got some malware on my shit, man. Right. <laughs> so he fired Jason Ty. No, Ty I don't me. want a bigger penis. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so he like, yeah, I'll give you another t- uh, Teen Titans Tower, but you better take this Robin with you. Get him the fuck out of here, you know. So, so that's the thing. So he's with Dick Grayson all the time, getting into it with Dick Grayson, like he's his mentor and shit like that. And that's how he got into it with Deathstroke, and Deathstroke threw him out of window. So if he dies, it's on Dick Grayson's fault, not Batman's fault. And it's kind of like, eh, that's you're fucking up already, you know. But anyway, he doesn't die. Superboy catches him. Oh, and that's it. But Superboy wasn't in the com- in the in the show before. He just shows up in that episode. He's just walking around and like, oh, somebody got thrown up a window. Let me catch him. And that was it, you know. And everybody looking around like, oh, who the fuck is this guy with a, with a Superman shirt on, you know? Why'd you save him? <laughs> I mean, he was thrown out of a window. I mean, might we'll catch him, you know? <laughs> you know, so that's pretty. So, no, Jason Tide is alive. But like I said, we already knew that they had already made a decision whether this poll was a thing or not. So it doesn't really matter, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. The Titans episode of Superboy was pretty cool. Uh, the Batwoman episode is, uh, I don't know. I mean, these fanboys are getting angry about it and, you know, protests and shit like that. I'm not yeah. invested enough to even care, yeah. really. That's the thing. A show needs, like, a good three to four episodes to really get its stride. If it's and, that's not why cool, not th- and that's why I'm not throwing yeah. it away just yet. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. maybe it needs to find itself first. The first two episodes didn't really do it for me. Yeah. But I'm like, maybe it could do something. Maybe like, okay, okay. Now I see where you're going, show. Now you're doing something, you know. Yeah. But it's it's not there yet for me. If you don't give a shit after a month, then fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> then I just drop show because right now it's cool because there's not there's nothing to watch. Like I said, I've already binge watched Brooklyn Nine Nine, so I have mm-hmm. nothing to watch right now. So I'm fine with you know keeping with Batwoman now. But if you get to the point where you still you know when you start getting bombarded with shows left and right because there's yeah. way too many comic book movies. I mean comic book TV shows out right now. Oh, if yeah. you start getting to that point, then I start thinking about okay, what can I keep up with? What can I not keep up with? If Batwoman doesn't pick it up, I'm gonna have to drop it. Yeah, you know yeah. that's just what's gonna have to happen. Uh, oh yeah, Supergirl came back also. Uh, I never really gave a shit about Supergirl, but Eli, I do want to say one thing: the actress playing Supergirl, they got thick as fuck over the summer. Oh yeah, Did yeah. she have a kid or something? Or yeah, I mean I, maybe I don't know what the fuck it is. I know she got her in tighter, tighter dresses on the show now. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, this show still sucks, but at least you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't been on that show in a couple years i haven't either I just, I, like i said it was nothing on so i'm just sitting there watching i'm just like okay she keeps wearing these tight skirts i, I just watched the crossover event last year 
Yeah, with, with them crossover now. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about the crossover. Yeah, yeah. Cause we, I don't think we've ever talked about crossover. So basically, everybody and their mom is supposed to be in this crossover. Like everybody, you know. Yeah. Every time you turn around, they're saying Wonder Woman's gonna be in it. They're saying uh, Old Man Bruce is gonna be in it. Now they're saying Lucifer's gonna be in it. Yeah. You know, Burt Ward is he gonna? Burt be- Ward's supposed to be in it. Uh, Ace the Bat Hound's supposed to be in it. Like what the fuck? <laughs> they're saying the Titans are gonna be in it. <laughs> Like what the fuck, man? So we don't know how big this thing is really gonna be. We don't know if it's fake or anything like that. Uh, the Smallville actor is gonna be in it. He took pictures on set and stuff like that. You know, uh, we talked about Brandon Ralph is gonna be in it. They're gonna have like three or four different Supermans in the show. Um, you know, they're really going all out with it. Like I said, this is Crisis on Infinite Earth, one of the biggest, most epic crossover events that have ever happened in comics. So mm-hmm. I want to see how big can they really go with this show. This, I mean, they're—I don't know. Uh, and plus, Arrow hadn't came back yet either. And Arrow, this supposed to be like the last, you know, season of Arrow anyway. Like it's supposed to be done when Crisis done. Yeah, and that's the thing is if because Arrow was basically Batman, a Batman. Basically, show. and he actually fought like a bunch of Batman villains too. Yeah, he's got with the guy Ra's al Ghul. He's got the fucking League of Assassins and shit. Talia and uh, Nissa al Ghul and all that shit. So that's what I'm saying. If Bat back to Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Like Batwoman could be cool if you brought in like the Joker or, or like the Joker's daughter and brought in Harley and br- bring in Batman villains. Right. I mean, because Arrow's in it anyway. So I guess they trying to make it seem like Batwoman is the heir apparent to, you know, Arrow. But yeah, it's not there yet, man. It's not. I don't know. Like I said, it's not coming together. It's just her fighting her crazy sister. And I'm like, yeah, because okay, we had the Riddler. Yeah. Riddler and Bat uh, Riddler. Yeah. Actually, Gotham had a lot of villains. They had the Court of Owls. Gotham had, yeah. like, everybody. Yeah, so. there was, like, there wasn't a version of Bane on there. Yeah. They had fucking... Mr. Freeze was Zazz, on there, like, Firefly. Freeze, <laughs> Scarecrow was, like, a young version of Scarecrow. But, like, bring them. Bring bring the, the bring them in now. They could do that, you know. I mean, if you want to keep my that, attention, yeah, you got to do yeah, that stuff. Then I'd watch it, <laughs> yeah. you know. But, but at if the same time, I kind of appreciate Batwoman for not being a... It's not Batman and woman's like it's actually telling a different story. When Supergirl first started, it just felt like they were telling Superman stories with a chick. That's what it felt like they were doing. With this, it feels like she has her own story. Like it's giving time for it to develop, but it's not like just sticking her in there. Oh, Joker, Scarecrow, and you know, Mister Freeze and Condiment King showed up. Oh, Batwoman's got to fight him. You know, it's not that. You know, she has her own thing. You know, she feels like her own character at least. So I give it that. <laughs> So it's just taking time to build. That's why I'm not I'm not throwing in the towel on the show just yet. Well, I'll give it a whirl. Just to, yeah. I got I yeah I, I I I wanted to check it out. I just haven't gotten a chance to. And like I said, you may look at it completely different from what I did, but you know, like yeah. I said, I'm actually into these CW shows, and even back when I'm like, eh, oh. Yeah, I just I was I watched them all for a while, and then I just fell off them because there's so much shit now. <laughs> And they keep cranking out so many of them, you know. Yeah, you know. Uh, oh yeah, let's move on to the. Okay, we got a new announcement for the for uh the Batman or whatever this new movie is going to be called. They finally have cast a Catwoman. Yeah. You know? And it, it's kind of shocking to me it was Zoe, Zoe Kravitz. Well, now we know that Catwoman's going to be in the movie. <laughs> well, we already knew that to begin with, but I mean, we, from what they're saying, the rumors are like everybody's supposed to be in this movie. Like he's pretty oh, much well. making like a. Like Gotham TV show, he's just throwing all this shit in the movie. He's making up. He's remaking Batman sixty six. 
basically that's what he's doing. <laughs> like everybody's supposed to be. They're in gonna the be in a club. submarine and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> so yeah, they said everybody's supposed to be in it. So Zoe Kravitz, I kind of like it how they always uh like race swap Catwoman every other Catwoman. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you had Julie Lumar white. Uh, I can't remember the other one. Uh, Eartha Kitt black. Yeah. You had Michelle Pfeiffer white. You had Halliburton black. You had Anne Hathaway white, and now you got Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. So I guess Catwoman has to be like Taylor Swift by design next time go around. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Gotta go extra white next time. <laughs> so yeah, Zoe Kravitz. So how do I feel about this Zoe Kravitz casting? Eli, I'm not sold on it. Yeah, I I agree. Here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about it. I never considered Zoe Kravitz that strong of an actress. Well, here's my here's my thing. Okay. I always thought Catwoman was hot as fuck. I don't give a shit who played her. True. I, I don't think Zoe Kravitz is that hot. So, <laughs> so on that front, I'm a little hot, disappointed. But is she Catwoman hot? That's the thing. It's... Yeah. I, I mean, she's got. She. I mean, I'm, you know, she's. I'm not saying she's ugly or anything. Yeah. I mean, she was one of the the hot chicks in the Mad Max movie. You know, she was hot enough to you know be you know one of the breeders. Right, but, but I'm saying <laughs> she's just among hot chicks. Yeah, Catwoman is not among hot chicks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you got to get like, yeah, they got to be stripper hot to be cat. <laughs> <laughs> right, I agree with you. It was a bunch of other, you know, women. I was thinking like, okay, remember Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah. Okay, remember the Russian chick that uh just showed up, just gave him guns and shit like that. Yeah. That's that's who I want as Catwoman. That's me. And she was okay. rumored for for a while. I'm like, okay, she'd be a hot woman. That one, she's hot. You know. Yeah. That's what I wanted. But. My thing is Zoe Kravitz, like I said, you wanted somebody super hot. I just want somebody that can act, you know. That, and I yeah, always think, in my opinion, I always think that Zoe Kravitz kind of get by on her 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 name, her legacy, yeah. kind of got her foot in the door, yeah. you know, because she's, oh, she's Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Oh, she's Denise Huxable's daughter. Oh, okay, just, you know, get her foot in the door. Is it like we all keep talking about, what's that, Henry Abrams or whatever? J.J. Jr.? Whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you got all these, you know, kids and legacies just getting their foot in the door when maybe somebody else could have, you know, could have been better for the role. No. Yeah. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe, maybe she do fine. I don't know. Maybe well, I mean, do. if I mean, if I mean, well, who? Else? If we're gonna keep her black though, who's a hot black actress? I mean, I, I, I look. <laughs> when they announced this last week, they had a whole list of black actresses. Now her name was on there too. Because they pretty much they pretty much already had leaked that they were looking for a black cat woman. And there was a whole lot of actors on there. I'm like, I can't remember who was on the list, but I was like, oh yeah, she could do it, she could do it, she could do it. But I don't know. For some reason I just knew they were gonna pick Zoe Kravitz. I just knew it. Because she out of all of them, she was like the biggest name. Okay. Yeah, so they were gonna pick her anyway. Uh and plus she was already like the cat woman in Lego Batman. So like, eh, whatever. Was she? That's what I'm hearing. I didn't I look it up, but Maybe if I'm wrong. I thought that was oh no, that was Batgirl. Yeah. Rosario Dawson. Rosario played. Dawson with Batgirl. But yeah, but as yeah. Catwoman, that was Zoe. Fun fact, she tried out for uh Catwoman in the Dark Knight Rises. Oh really? Chris Vanola said she was too urban. So Well Okay. Do we want to go there? Fuck it. Wouldn't we not go there? <laughs> Is it racist to have a black catwoman? We we had a black cat woman. That's the thing. Well, I mean, the... But like, if we go back to like comic lore, mm-hmm. and you know, isn't Selena Kyle like a hood rat kind of? She kind of. Oh uh, yes, yes. Wait, 
It depends <laughs> on who writes her. Okay, okay. Now let's look. Let's go deep because, like I said, this is a comic book podcast, so we got to be accurate. <laughs> so yes, when Frank Miller wrote her, she was a prostitute. The moment Frank Miller got away from that book, they retconned that shit. <laughs> and then when he came back, he retconned that shit back. <laughs> no, I said what I said. <laughs> So it depends on it depends on how you write it, you know. Even in the Dark Knight Rises movie, they had hints that she might have been a prostitute. That girl that she was with was definitely yeah. a prostitute. Well, even, well, even on the Gotham show, she's like homeless and shit. She's yeah, like a but they they went out of her, their way to say that she wasn't a prostitute on that thing because I think even one of the one of the bad guys even straight up asked her. You know, she was like, "Oh, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about," you know. <laughs> yeah, so, so they yeah. went out of their way to try to know that, but yeah. Like I said, will they make Catwoman a prostitute or anything like that? I don't know like that. But I don't know. What, what was your point? You like? I think you had a point you were trying to go with it. Well, is that, is that, <laughs> is that stereotypical is what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> should we be outraged because of that? I mean, but we can't get outraged on something we haven't seen yet. I mean, because like I said, Catwoman had, now in the comics, she's always been white. How? Yeah, yeah. So now, if she was black and they always made her a prostitute, then I'd be like, whoa, 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 now, you know. But no, in the comics, most of the time she's like, but, a is, but like, yeah, it's like a, a chick. Like, just say, okay, she's urban. This chick is a, you know, a, a street kid yeah. who grew up hustling on the streets. Mm-hmm. And you know, remember on Arrow, the guy who played Arsenal. Yeah. Now that motherfucker was too damn pretty to be from the hood. You know, well, I don't know. That's true, right? <laughs> like, I did not believe that this kid was from the streets, <laughs> growing up in the hood and just hustling, you know, hustle the hustle. I did not buy that kid was just too like, damn sexy. Why are you not modeling for JC Penney's or something? Like, why yeah, you have to I be mean, on the street? I was like, what, what the fuck? He's spending all his money on facial cream? Like, how the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Like fuck these Jordans. We get some more oil of Olay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. What are we talking about? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even about. care anymore. <laughs> yeah, we don't even care anymore. But my, my whole thing is with Catwoman. It's uh, I don't know. Just just long as she plays well off Batman, or whatever, like that. Eh, fuck it, whatever. You know. Oh, another fun fact is that now the Catwoman that is cast. Is the stepdaughter of Aquaman? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's the whole yeah. full circle. Yeah, you know, because because uh, Jason Momoa is married to Lisa Bonet. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she was banging Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder if they're gonna have some kind of connection, Catwoman, the Aquaman, or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> in the comics later on down the road. So I don't know. And I and I doubt they make her a prostitute in the com- in the in the movie. Yeah, they'll probably just do like on Gotham, where she was homeless and orphaned, and you know, grown up, you know, kissing Bruce Wayne's ass. <laughs> yeah. Now, one thing that they now I didn't watch Gotham, but did they ever make it where they connected her to Falcone? I don't know. I didn't. Wa- I only watched like a couple seasons. I don't know how deep they went. Okay, because I know I think in one of those Batman comics, I think either the Long Halloween or Dark Victory, something like that. They connected where she was like the illegitimate cow of uh, illegitimate child of Falcone, mm. which is why she hates him so much. And I think even maybe in like one of the recent comic runs of the New Fifty Two, something like that, like she takes over the Falcone crime family. Oh, okay. Let yeah, me... like as Catwoman, like she just runs the crime family, some shit like that. So I don't know. 
So we don't know. Maybe they'll do that. Maybe they won't. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, let me say, can we move on to the fidget game? Well, you know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go, we're going to talk about the Rob Down Jr. shit. I don't give a fuck about the Rob Down Jr. shit. He can do whatever he wants to. I do want to talk about this Jeremy Renner shit. Okay. Okay. Let's no, talk- I just looked up. Yes. There's okay. a there's a comic where she believes that Falcone may be his her dad. Yeah, and, I, and that's left, why she hates him. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. where she hates him. And then, like I said, I think she takes over the uh, Falcone crime family later on also. But yeah. But now let's talk about this Jeremy Renner thing. Now this is kind of sad what's going on right now because Jeremy Renner apparently did news that his, his ex-wife has filed a report on him saying that she threatened to kill him and himself. Like put a gun in his you know his mouth stuff like that so he was going to kill him. Sad story. The reason we'll talk about this because I'm interested in seeing what how Marvel handles this. Because if Marvel does some shit like fire him or anything like that, they're going to get thrown in the bus. Okay. Regardless of, you know, what they did with James Gunn for just making a tweet, you know, versus somebody actually physically threatening his wife. That's a different thing. Because if Jimmy Renner. Now that you think now, because yeah, I didn't read the article, but now I, now that I'm thinking about it, yes, I'd like to see how this plays out. I want to see out. I always say. Marvel's one of those too big to cancel, too big to fail companies. Right, but they got to be very, very careful how they handle the situation. <laughs> now, for all we know with Marvel, because they're so big, they may bury this story. We may never even hear about this story, you know, past tomorrow. And if it doesn't, then, oh, well, because like I said, nobody's uh, coming on it but TMZ. So they can just kill this story because they're so big, they control everything. This might not even get reported. But let's say if it does get reported, let's say if it does get big. Yeah. Jeremy Renner knows how to party. Because <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They say he was high on cocaine when he did the shit. You know. But my thing is, yeah, my thing is with Jeremy Renner, Marvel needs to be careful how they They do not need to fire him because if they fire him, that shit is going to backfire, backfire on them faster than James Gunn shit. Because if Jeremy Renner did everything they said he did, that makes actually kind of makes him the victim. Because let's be honest, if you put a gun in your mouth, threaten your wife, threaten yourself, threaten somebody else to like that, that means that you more than likely have mental health issues. Yeah. Yeah, you're not doing this to be, you know, to be malicious or anything like that. You have mental health issues. We just had mental health awareness, I think, what, like yesterday, two days ago, something like that? Oh, you got yeah. this big movie out right now called The Joker where a dude is pretty much about mental health and things like that. So if Marvel just throws him away and just casts him aside without giving him any help or anything like that, it's going to make them look like the big bad guy, like they're hypocrites. So if he's doing what they said he to do, they need to get him help. This sounds like you got your Facebook comments ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I probably been typing this already. My, my hand is cramped from typing this. You know? Yeah, you're waiting to, <laughs> waiting to fucking own those trolls on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think it's going to. But like I said, that's only if this story gets out past, you know, past yeah. that. If this yeah. story gets buried, then it doesn't really matter. You know, because, I mean, because it's like you said, Disney is so big, they can cover up and report whatever they want to, you know, because yeah. he still has a TV show coming out with them. Yeah. So well, it's they, just like people don't get what, when it, they're going to Marvel is just one of those companies that people will just look past shit. To, right. You know, like if somebody else does the same shit that they do, you know, yeah. they'll get roasted, you know, ran through, you know, right through the cold. Yeah. But if they do it, it's OK. Yeah. I mean, they're still pissed off at Martin Scorsese. It's been a week. Right. <laughs> well, 
that's because he said the shit, same shit again. Well, they keep asking him, like, what the fuck are you asking the guy shit for? Well, that's why he's getting pissed because, don't I have a fucking movie coming out? You keep asking me a fucking Marvel. Fucking fuck Marvel. Marvel. Like, yeah. like, I'm out on fuck Twitter. I don't know all this shit, man. Ask me about my movie. Not all the right. shitty movies I don't like. No, I don't like Age of Ultron, motherfuckers. Like, like I have me. a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Martin Scorsese continues to attack attack marvel that's probably what happened he probably talked about the irishman for like 20 minutes they asked him one thing about marvel he was like fuck marvel talk about my movie and marshall says fuck marvel again he doubles down (laughs) like oh no he probably said didn't i tell you the first time fuck marvel (laughs) (laughs) oh man i kind of feel bad for him now man I kind of see. I kind of see your point of view now, Eli, because <laughs> he's getting frustrated. You can tell he's getting frustrated about this shit. Like I can't have a movie in the theaters anymore. I gotta have it on Netflix now, <laughs> right? <laughs> because of Marvel, motherfucker. <laughs> oh shit! Oh damn! What are we talking about? Oh yeah, Jerry Renner. Okay. <laughs> so, like I said, Marvel needs to find a way to get him help. Get him, you know, checked in. Because they can't fire him, they can't cancel him, anything like that. Because, like I said, they got too much money right on him, and because people are starting to get, you know, more conscious about mental health and mental awareness, that this guy, honest, honest obviously needs help. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck it, help him. Yeah, they they got a Robert Downey Jr. his ass, you know. or something. Well, you know, Robert <laughs> Downey Jr. They just sweep that shit away, you know. Yeah. You know, any reporter that even asks him about that shit, they come up missing. <laughs> <laughs> That's Disney. <laughs> Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is putting a bag over the reporter's head just suffocating his ass. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, move past that. Okay, let's talk about the video game section now. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the video game section now. Some interesting stuff has happened. Oh, Eli, like I said, yesterday or today was not Columbus Day, uh, Colonizer Day. What is it? National... Indigenous people. people Day. That's what it was. Okay. So, on this holiday, parents were freaking the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't get the memo that Fortnite has ended. Oh, really? Yeah. So, apparently, Fortnite had a storyline. I didn't know. But, yeah, it had a storyline that was going where it actually was, like, building towards something. And, apparently, uh, the storyline ended. So when they ended it, they destroyed the map. And this happened like two days ago. So the map in Fortnite is gone. You can't play Fortnite right now. Really? You can't play it at all. Matter of fact, they even Fortnite even streamed it on Twitch. What happened was people were playing the map, were playing just normal like stuff like that, and then the map started to shoot. Hey, remember, you read the comic, Christ on Infinite Earth, where it, like the, the white pages start eating the map and shit like that. <laughs> that's what happened in the Fortnite. Kill screen and shit. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> So the map just was just eaten alive and just disintegrated. So now if you log on to Fortnite right now, all you're going to see is a black hole in the middle of the screen. Just circle. Oh, it's going to be like that Bugs Bunny cartoon where he's just on a blank piece of paper and an eraser comes and keeps fucking with them. Right. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> so the thing is, you got these kids. They got this three-day weekend. They're ready to play Fortnite. Now, keep in mind, parents have been suing Fortnite saying this shit is addictive, right? Now, they're mad. The parents are mad because they, the Fortnite can't keep their kids busy. <laughs> Damn, you know, you got to actually talk I couldn't to afford kids. a babysitter this weekend. <laughs> right. <laughs> because they're freaking out. They can't. I even saw a video. Some guy just like took his uh, computer, just threw it across the, <laughs> threw it across the room. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. I can't play Fortnite. 
So I guess it's that serious. I don't know. But yeah, if you try to log on Fortnite right now, you cannot do it on any system. Yeah. PlayStation, PC, Xbox, doesn't matter. Fortnite does not work. Just think about all those motherfuckers that were saving up all that loot to get those awesome boots or whatever. <laughs> right, that were stealing their, their parents' credit cards <laughs> to get the money. <laughs> Oh, down the Guess what? So what's going to happen is that the first season of Fortnite has ended. So now they're getting gearing up for season two. So all that bullshit you bought before, then you got to rebuy. That's fucking awesome. That's the American <laughs> way. I think that's awesome. <laughs> Reset all you motherfuckers. Reset all you. They got to play it again. They got. Yeah. They have no choice. You know, they they they're hooked on it. It's an addiction. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah. Epic Games, billion dollars, and they're gonna make another billion on top of this shit. So it's the gift to keep on giving. Toys and so my kid was talking about that. We were at like Target or whatever the other day, and we're going through the toys and shit. Mm-hmm. And fucking, he was talking about, oh damn, they got how come they got fucking Fortnite figures, but they don't got Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're doing. Yeah. You know? oh. They're smart about this shit. They the whole that's the whole thing. Oh oh, that being said, we also have announcement the official announcement of the playstation 5 yeah so it's official this is not some rumor or anything like that it's coming out in fall 2020 next year uh they have some specs i tried to pull some specs up earlier today but i didn't get a chance to i know they're stripping out the hard drive they're going to make it uh, a ssd hard drive basically what that means eli what that means is that they're eliminating load times oh no shit yeah so remember how it used to be when you used to play nintendo and super nintendo and nintendo 64 yeah, we're going back to those days. Now, when I went in PlayStation, you put the disc in, and you got to sit there and wait and go get a sandwich and with the game come back. Nope, it's, it's ready to go. That's what All right. Uh, we also have, they're saying it's supposed to be 8K. Some games supposed to be running 8K, even though 8K TVs really don't exist. Yeah, like, why do they? <laughs> I was like, I, didn't even, I don't even have a 4K. Right. Yeah. I don't even have a 4K TV either, but they're saying yeah. some of the games are going to play in 8K. I guess uh, some of the games will be able to run at 120 frames per second. That's what it's saying. Okay. Oh, um, like 12 core, all that bullshit. Uh, they haven't announced the games yet, but people are already making jokes that, oh, Resident Evil 4 is going to be on there. Skyrim is going to be on there because they're on every other system. So you're going to play Resident Evil 4 in 8K, 120 frames per second. You know, that's going to be awesome. I guess, you know. Uh, Eli, they're saying this this system. I don't have the specs in front of me right now, but from what I saw, I'm looking at these specs. I'm like, okay, there is no way this system can be under five hundred dollars with everything that they're promising you. And they listed everything except the price. So <laughs> I want to see this thing go because there's no way they can possibly do that. But we'll see. Because right now, Eli, I'm satisfied my PC. I'm gonna stay on my PC and I'm good. Because everybody was bragging about Red Dead Redemption. Guess what? Just got announced for PC. <laughs> yep and it's going to be in 4k and 60 frames per second all this shit like that I, although i looked at the specs and my pc isn't powerful enough to run it so oh damn it I'll, I'll figure it out <laughs> i'll see how it goes uh one thing i did do though is that i decided because uh playstation also made an announcement where they dropped the price of playstation now you know like their streaming service where you can just play games uh okay. it was 14 dollars a month at first but now they dropped it down to 10 dollars a month so I decided to pick it up for a free trial, you know, just to check it out. And Eli, it was pretty cool. I mean, I, w- I only played one game, which is Killzone. It was a little lag, but it wasn't like game-breaking lag. It was like how you play on every other online game. It basically felt like that. Okay. So it was decent. Got a chance to play it. Uh, 
frame rate was good you know sound quality was there i remember the game how it was before i didn't get a chance to see if i could play online yet i was going to check that out later on just to make sure but overall yeah it seemed pretty good so playstation now i recommend it if you get a chance i'll probably do the xbox version on pc maybe two weeks from now and see how that goes yeah my, my kid does that he plays all of he loves all the Resident Evil. He's a big Resident Evil fan. Yeah, because I know all of them. Oh, yeah, I got to play Metal Gear. They got the Metal Gear games on there, too. So I can play that, too. Yeah. Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> I'm not playing that shit, man. I remember that shit. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. I think that's it. For the, it may be some more shit, but I'm just going to ignore that. Okay, that being said, we move on past the uh, the next part of the podcast. And this is where we're going to do something a little bit differently. Uh, because I had some technical difficulties this weekend. Where I had a fraud load on my car, and since it's a three-day weekend, thank you, fucking Christopher Columbus. <laughs> uh, I can't get in contact with the bank to take the fraud load off my car. I try to call them. They leave me on hold for two hours. I can't ask them. So, that being said, I hate to tell you my sob story, but my sob story is I didn't get a chance to read comics this week. I couldn't buy anything. Money's Damn. in my account. I don't have access to it. So, so yeah. how did that – so, you have – it's not Comixology's fault, is it? It's not, it's not Comixology's fault. It's it's. Okay. It's my bank's fault. What happened was uh, the chip on my card is kind of a little wonky to begin with. So I went to this gas station ATM and put the money and put the card in there. And that's what the fraud alert happened because the card oh, didn't they... read it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So once it did that, it just had it where I couldn't use the card anywhere. Online, anywhere. So you got to call your bank. I got to really? call my bank. But it's the they weekend a... and they don't answer. Really? Because whenever that shit happened, it's usually like 24 hours. Yeah. And it's like an automated because that's happened to me before. And I have you basically go through the charges and say press one, yes, if you approve or whatever. Yeah, that's they, weird. Did, they didn't do me like that. They did it where they gave me this number I can call in the back of the car and I call. But they was able to get it off one time. They was able to get it off, so I was able to get some cash out. So I got I pulled two hundred dollars out, you know, to last me till Wednesday, Thursday. So I'm fine now. But the yeah. thing is, I can't buy anything online. You can't. Oh, you can't use your card. I can't use my card. Yeah. I used it for that one time for like cash, you know, for gas and clothes. But anyway, sad story. My sob story is I can't buy comics. That's the point. So I didn't read anything. So Eli's the only person that actually read anything today. So this is pretty much his show. And I'm just let him just take over for how long he want to go. Well, my sob story. <laughs> my comic store Tiny shut violin. down. Yeah, my, my comic store shut down this week. It was their last oh, like, week. It's they like were completely open. shut down, like out of business. Yeah. Oh wow. They uh that location is shutting down. So my last pull was from this week. My last pull, pull list. So I'm kind of like in a transition mode, like where am I gonna go? What where am I gonna get my comics from? And I've been thinking about comicsology. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't know, you I was cool with those motherfuckers, you know? I knew those motherfuckers. They used to hook me up with deals and shit. Yeah. And you know, so it's kind of weird. Okay, I'm just gonna go to another shop and get a Get a new pull you, you built a rapport, you know, like you built a connection yeah. with those guys. So yeah, so I'm like, should I do comicsology? You know, and the cool thing about that place, they would also buy back my books too. <laughs> you know, oh, cool. You know, and now I got I got like piles and piles of books, you know, all over the place, and you know, I don't know where to put them. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I'll just save some space and do go digi. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I've been thinking about. So. Okay. So we'll see next week. All right. Um, I guess I'm I'm gonna do this. So powers of X. Should I start? <laughs> well, powers of ten. Powers of ten. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much I don't give a shit about the X. <laughs> Good thing that you're the one reviewing it. 
Yeah. Uh, so we finally, I got through this. I, I thought I was going to quit, but then I, I jumped back on just to see, just to finish out this arc. Um, the House of X, Powers of Ten books, uh, Powers of X, Powers of Ten, sorry, number six. Mm-hmm. Um, we finally find out what happens. Um, basically, spoilers, we find out that, you know, that timeline, a thousand years from now, mm-hmm. where the librarian is about to upload the human uh, AI up into the phalanx. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's basically about to happen. And then they they go down into that preserve. Remember they were hold they had like this zoo, you know, mm-hmm. like a, a zoo of earth. And the only two mutants they had left in there were Moria and Wolverine. What? Okay. Yeah. And so basically what the librarian tells them, they're like, you know, there's no timeline where the X-Men win. You like know, the zero? X-Men yeah, their X-Men are always going to lose. They're never going to flourish. And it gets really deep. I got to say, it gets really deep into like philosophical, you know, existential, you know, meanings of life and, and evolution and stuff. That basically, they talk, talks about how the humans stop evolving because they, their use of technology. So they stop being, you know, they stop evolving because they start, they start using their, they start cultivating their environment for their needs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that makes them stop evolving. Whereas the mutants evolve into their environments. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's always going to be the factor why the mutants are always going to lose. And basically humans are going to, because of the phalanx and they're going to upload their consciousness, that's going to turn them into gods. So humans are now going to become evolve into God, which just blew my mind. Wow, it's quite okay. mind blowing, you know. And said, now tomorrow, when the phalanx comes and uploads us, they're going to destroy this earth, this planet. Mm-hmm. So, and what I'm going to do, she tells the librarian, tells Moria, I'm going to transfer you to some other planet, so you don't get the, so you don't get killed, because I know when you die, you're just going to know all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so then Wolverine says, "Well, fuck you," and he kills the librarian. Damn. Okay. And then kills Moria. Okay, you know what you got to do. She's like, he's like, yeah. <laughs> and he you. kills Moria. So now, basically, what all this does is sets up a new timeline where now Moria knows all this shit, knows what's going to happen mm-hmm. in the future, a thousand years from now. She knows what's going to happen. So now, I guess this leaves a timeline open to whatever. Now that they know what's going to happen, and you know they're always fighting. For, to you know, for their freedom and all that stuff to be better than humans or whatever they were trying to do this whole time, mm-hmm. you know, they know what's going to happen. So maybe this opens up a new, you know, scenario, I guess, because now she knows what eventually happens a thousand years from now. Okay. So basically, this shit was just all set up for a new line of comics for X Men, <laughs> which we already knew that they we already knew that. But yeah, I mean, I, I gotta say it was pretty deep, you know. It was. It, it, it did make me think. I, I. I. I'll give it that. You know. So, I give it a four out of five. You know. Okay. The conclusion to the powers of ten and the powers house of X. And house of X. Yeah. The other was right. It was just a setup for the next line of books they have coming out. So. Yeah. Um. Other. The only other Marvel book I believe I read was Doctor Doom number one. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering about that one too. Um. This basically has Doctor Doom. 
being framed for destroying this um, space station that uh, is controlling the climate. Like Tony Stark and Reed Richards built this giant device in space that can control the climate and basically start cooling the earth, you know, and, and, and changing, the, changing the climate. Yeah, stopping global warming or whatever. But it requires all this waste, you know, nuclear waste. So they created a black hole on the moon so they can get rid of this waste. But it's just basically this big giant space station by the moon and some missile, the, the missiles in Latveria get triggered and destroy the space station. So now all the superheroes are like, oh shit, Dr. Doom just fucked up, you know, just destroyed the space station. And Dr. Doom's like, no, I didn't do it. But he ends up surrendering. So basically all the superheroes and all the nations on Earth are, are invading his country. And he basically surrenders at the end. So it's going to be – it's probably going to be a mystery mm -hmm. to find out who who did this, you know. So it's it's kind of like a greatest hits of Doctor Doom. Not much happens in this book. Mm -hmm. um, Doctor Doom is a little passive, I guess. I, I imagine Doctor Doom to be a little bit more sinister. Because he is basically the he kind of chilled out lately, you know. Yeah, the quintessential villain. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, and I, and for some, ever since I was a little kid watching the Fantastic Four cartoon, every time I read a Doctor Doom in a comic book, I always imagine him to like talk like, "Me, I am Doctor Doom," you know, <laughs> I'm like Starscream <laughs> or some shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like Megatron. I am Doctor. <laughs> you will bow to me, Victor Von Doom. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I always imagined him talking. I, I always kind of imagine him kind of kind of regal, but you know, like a metallic voice. You know, that's just me. <laughs> yeah. You will bow to Doom. You know, he refers like, him to it. Yeah. yeah. Doctor Doom thinks you're fucked up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like always the third person. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It was a three out of five. You know, it was all right. So. That'll that be the next one? gritty Marvel reboot of a villain when they <laughs> combat the yeah. Joker. That's what we're talking about. I was I saw that post about people were saying what what other moves if you if they're gonna take Taxi Driver and put the Joker in it, what other movies can we make? And I thought like a Doctor Strange Love with Doctor Doom. I thought that would be kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just take Doctor Strange Love and put Doctor Doom in it. It'll be dope. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, DC, should I do this Year of the Villain with the Joker? Go for it. I mean, it's on the banner. Yeah. So I read this. Um, it's basically, I'm not following that whole Year of the Villain. Was it, is it the event Leviathan? Is that what's happening? No, nah, it's two different things. Okay. Well, whatever is going on in Year of the Villain, it basically falls into where Bane has taken over the city and the Joker is just kind of running around causing havoc. Okay. Um. And he, he he teams up with this other crazy guy, and he's following him around, and they get into some shit. They actually find some. There's a comical part where they find they go into the store and find some Batman and Robin costumes, and they're running around just just causing havoc and shit. It's just Joker being Joker. It kind of reminds me of that Azarella Joker story where oh, it's I hate told that shit. where it's told through that. Remember, but it's told through that point of view of one of his henchmen. Yeah. You know? Oh, I got you. I got Johnny Frost, yeah. Ice, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that where you're. It's this this guy that's following Joker around. Um, it's okay. Um, it, the art is really cool, but this was written by John Carpenter. John okay. Carpenter and somebody else. 
Anthony Birch. Yeah. Anthony so, Birch. That actually name sounds familiar too. I think he yeah. wrote Borderlands. Okay. Yeah. So like the actual video game, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's if it's Joker doing Joker shit, being a asshole, homicidal maniac, you know. So, and I heard that this, I heard there was some articles written about this book and how problematic and toxic. Oh, controversy. Yes, because because uh, he um, the he he goes after the Huntress or some shit. Mm-hmm. So, and to that I'm saying it's the fucking Joker. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> He's a homicidal maniac. You expect them to behave. Right. You know, fuck up. <laughs> so that was a three out of five. Um, I got Batman Detectives. That was pretty cool. Um, you know, this is the whole thing with where Freeze is uh, trying to thaw out his wife. And he's been doing experiments on all these uh, women in Gotham. And trying to, like, thaw, you know, trying to thaw out, out this, you know, this formula that makes him thaw out this, her, her body. So Batman shows up and he's in this like fire suit, which is pretty cool. And but then uh, Freeze took off, but he thawed out all his experiments. All the people that he had kidnapped and froze, they all come back and they're like these ice zombies. They're like the White Walkers from Game of Thrones. So that was kind of cool, and he fights them. But then he goes on a he goes chasing after Mr. Freeze, and Mr. Freeze like puts this like ice bomb and like throws him down into this lake, and he's like freezing under the lake and shit and batman has to like use his fire suit to get out so he's basically chasing him and at the end of the book he wait uh mr freeze thaws out nora and she wakes up but she's like victor don't and that's where it ends oh so she okay because yeah she's alive Hmm. she's like freaking out so so we'll see that was pretty cool four out of five on that one and now, here's my book of the week. Okay, uh, here we go. Joker Harley. Okay, this Criminal one I, I was pissed that I couldn't read it. I actually, this actually looked pretty interesting. This was cool. I thought this was cool. So this basically, it's another Elseworlds. It's on Black Label. So it's got the big, huge, you know, magazine size. Uh, and they actually use the bigger size, you know, for to showcase the art. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The bigger canvas. They take advantage of the bigger canvas. And um, and this is basically Harley Quinn. I don't know what timeline it is, but it's she's basically a serial killer profile profiler working with Gordon, trying to solve this, a series of serial killings committed by they think this is the Joker. OK. And that's pretty much it. How all it is. Um. And it gets into the mind. It's again. It's like Mindhunter, Silence of the Lambs, where she gets into the mind of a serial killer and shit. Um, and it was really cool. I loved it. Um, and it was really weird. It's like so. This is like the second Harley Quinn book in like a couple of weeks that I thought was great. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. Yeah, they're really pushing uh, Harley right now. Yeah, and I've never given a shit about Harley. That's because she's not like you know bubbly and running around, Mister J. You know, this is her. You know, she's just in a, you know, she's wearing regular, like a leather jacket, weather, regular clothes. She's not, doesn't have makeup on or anything. And she's, she talks all this shit to all these cops and shit. Yeah, it's kind of like they're playing up her intelligence now. Yeah. It's just being a ditzy blonde. Yeah, she's not a group, the Joker's groupie or anything. She's just this cop. She's a, it's a hard-boiled detective story. So I thought this was great. This is a five out of five. Fuck it. 
Joker Harley. Okay. Plus the art would look awesome. The art is really good. Yeah. There's some like you can tell where they like it's like they almost like rotoscope, you know, where they like take the picture and then just draw over it. Mm-hmm. That's what it kind of looks like in some in some scenes. But then there's like these flashbacks and shit, whether it's in black and white and it's cool. I thought this was cool. So I look forward to the second issue, which is weird for me to say because I've never been a fan of Harley. (laughs) (laughs) And another book I read was Cobra Kai. (laughs) Okay, I heard there was a a comic about Cobra Kai. Okay. Yeah. So for those who don't know, I mean, Cobra Kai, it's a new TV show. It's on YouTube. And I loved it. The TV show is so great. It's basically the redemption of Johnny. You know, the asshole from the movie, Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. And Blind it's his redemption. From every 80s movie. Yeah, William Zabka. <laughs> <laughs> it really, basically, it's his redemption arc. You know, we find out, you know, ever since he got beat by Daniel LaRusso back in the day, his life kind of turned to shit. And that's basically modern times. He's a drunk. He's, a, he's you know, can't hold down a job. He barely sees his kid. You know, he's kind of a loser. You know, the roles have been switched. And Daniel LaRusso is now a rich car salesman, you know. Okay. So the show, basically, he starts up, he finds some kids to, to start training karate. And he starts up the, the Cobra Kai dojo. And it's basically a redemption arc, you know. Johnny's searching for redemption. And this sort of fills in the blank. The comic kind of fills in the blank of some of his the details of his life. Of his stepdad growing up, you know, his stepdad was an asshole. How he started taking karate from Crease and all that. It's the book is okay. I mean, if you're a fan of the show, you might dig it, but it's just a companion piece to the show. The show is so much cooler, you know. And the show is great because, especially if you're, you know, it's John Johnny is really anti woke. It's hilarious, like. <laughs> I mean, I'm not shocked about that, but okay. But he's like, I'm going to show, I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to teach just what this pussy generation needs. And <laughs> it's funny. He's like a total douchebag, but he, he starts learning. You know what I mean? It's, it's cool. So this book was just a three out of five. It was I. Right. Okay. And I guess the last book I read was Jughead the Hunger versus Vampironica, number five. Okay. This wrap this wraps up the whole. This is the Archie horror comic line. Yeah, I would have thought that would have been done, but okay, you got it. Well, I mean, it is October, so. Yeah, so this wraps up. This is number five. It wraps up the story arc. So we have Jughead the Hunger. Jughead is a werewolf, you know, and he's Betty Cooper is a werewolf hunter and all this shit. So that's going on in one timeline, and then you have Vampironica, where vampire uh, Veronica and her family come from a long line of vampires who have taken over the world or shit, you know. There's from two separate timelines, but somehow this is like a crisis on on a crisis on infinite Riverdales. You know, oh, wow. the timelines are collided. You have the two sort of meeting and they're kind of fighting each other. But then eventually we learn Sabrina, the teenage witch, shows up last issue and says, well, this uh, Jinx, I don't I know I'm not familiar with this character, but Jinx, she's basically the Antichrist and she fucked with some devil book. And fucked up the universes, and now they're all sort of morphing. So all the different universes are colliding. Like I said, a crisis, you know. Hmm. And it's up to, you know, because 
Jughead and, and, and Veronica, they're mythical creatures. They have to find the book and, and reverse the spell. And it turns out the book is buried underneath Riverdale High School. So they basically go, this is the last issue. They go to the high school. They have to fight a bunch of vampires and shit to get it. They eventually get the book, reverse everything, and everything resolves. So pretty cool, four out of five. I love the Archie horror series. I've never given a shit about Archie ever. But hey, put some monsters and serial killers and zombies. I love it. <laughs> it's, 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 it takes, because I'm a horror fan and I'm into old school horror, you know, like the Stephen King style where those small town Americana, you know, where everybody knows each other, but there's always something sinister going on. Mm-hmm. That's what basically Riverdale is. It's like this slice of Norman Rockwell America, mm-hmm. but there's all this fucked up shit happening. I mean, basically and, what the, I mean, the TV show is about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and so that's why I like, it's like a fresh take on old school horror, you know? So I, I dig the, the Archie horror book. So yeah, this was a four out of five and that's all I got. <laughs> cool. Uh, I wish I could have joined in. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a little, I, yeah. that was a little exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, you, you had to run the gauntlet yourself. So. And I didn't take notes or anything. I, like I said, I totally forgot we were supposed to, cause we didn't record last night. Right. You know, and I usually I don't I'm, I'm just chilling on Mondays. So I was just chilling, watching movies and shit. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm supposed to record tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, well, at least we got that taken care of. So, yeah. So hopefully next week, I, I well, not hopefully I will have all my shit taken care of next week. I feel like I showed up to class without my homework assignment. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll get this shit fixed next week. Uh, that being said, if you listen this long, if you like, share, subscribe. Uh, we have our sister podcast, Geek Sav. Uh, we'll have comic cast, like I said, a uh, bunch of pretty much the same books that Eli just did. <laughs> get to hear their opinion of what they got to say about it. Uh, Hulu TV, Get Valiant, uh, This Geeks and Comics, and like I said, Talking Balls. They got some stuff going on this week, too. Um, and next week, I don't really know what we're going to talk about, but we'll figure it out. Until then, yeah. this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. Yeah. Motherfuckers better know. <laughs> Lock your windows, close your doors, get your smalls. Huh. Yeah. I'm a bad my man Imp left a tech and a nine at my crib. Turned himself in, he had to do a bid. A one to three, he be home the end of 93. I'm ready to get this paper, G. You with me? Motherfucking right. My pockets looking kind of tight. And I'm stressed. Yo, Biggie, let me get the vest. No need for that. Just grab the fucking gap. The first pocket that's fat. The tech is to his back. Word is born, I'ma smoke him. Yo, don't fake no moves. What? Treat it like boxing. Stick and move. Stick and Nigga, move. you ain't got to explain shit. I've been robbing motherfuckers since the slave ship. With the same clip and the same 4-5 Two point blank, a motherfucker sure to die That's my word, nigga even try to vote God Have his mother sing it, it's so hard Yes love, love your fucking attitude Because the nigga play pussy, that's the nigga that's getting screwed and bruised up from the pistol whipping, webs on the neck from the necklace stripping. Then I'm dipping up the block and I'm robbing bitches too. Up the herring bone 
shoes and bamboos. I wouldn't give a fuck if you're in error. Give me the baby rings and the number one mom pendant. Huh. I'm slamming niggas like Shaquille. Shit is real. When it's time to eat a meal, I rob and steal. Cause mom Duke ain't giving me shit. So for the bread and butter, I leave niggas in the gutter. Huh. Word the mother, I'm dangerous. Crazier than a bag of fucking angel dust. When I bust my gap, motherfuckers take dirt naps. I'm all that and a dime sack. Where the paper at? And I'm shooting niggas quick if you hiccup. Don't let me fill my clip up in your back and headpiece. The opposite of peace. Sending mom Duke a reef. You're talking to the robbery expert. Step into your wake with your blood or my shirt. Don't be a jerk and get smoked over being resistant. Cause when I lick shots, the shit's is persistent. Huh. Goodness gracious, the papers. Where the cash at? Where the stash at? Nigga, pass that before you get your great duck from the main thug. 357 slug and my nigga Biggie got an itchy one grip huh. One in the chain but 32 in the clip Motherfuckers better strip Yeah, yeah nigga, peel Before you find out how blue steel feel From the Beretta Putting all the holes in your sweater The money getter Motherfuckers know the better Rolex watches and colorful swatches I'm digging in pockets Motherfuckers can't stop it Man niggas come through I'm taking high school rings too Bitches get screwed for the earrings and bangles And when I rock her and drop her I'm taking her don't knock her and if she's resistant, bucka, bucka, bucka. So go get your man, bitch. He can get robbed too. Tell him Biggie took it. What the fuck he gonna do? Nah, I hope apologetic, or I'ma have to set it. And if I said it, the cocksucker won't forget it. Hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. Give me the money, bitch. Give me the loot. 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 All this walking is hurting my feet. Who money looks sweet? Where? In the Isuzu G. Man, I throw him in the fiend. You grab the fucking green. And if he start to scream, bomb, bomb, have a nice dream. Hold up, he got a fucking bitch in the car. Fur coats and diamonds. She thinks she a superstar. Ooh, Biggie, let me jack her. I kick her in the back, hit her with the gas. Chill, shorty, let me do that. Just get the fucking car keys and cruise up the block. The bitch act shot, getting shot on the spot. Oh, shit, the cops. Be cool, fool. They ain't gonna roll up. All they want is fucking dope. So why the fuck he keep looking? I guess to get his life cooking. I just came home, ain't trying to see sexual booking. Oh shit, now he looking in my face. You better haul ass, cause I ain't with no fucking chase. So lace up your boots, cause I'm about to shoot a true motherfucker going out for the loot. <laughs> Cheap.